0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So we're in September of 2022, and everyone is expecting a shaky market here, but I've tweeted this out before that Because we're all expecting it, it may not happen, but we'll see what happens this fall. Fall is always kind of the uh, danger zone, (laughs) the danger period for stocks, especially when they're in this kind of volatile bear market type of pullback situation, correction. The fall is always a little dubious. But many of us are still thinking of finding even cheaper value stocks than what's out there right now. I don't know about you, but I know I'm on the sidelines, even with my portfolio at Zacks and in my own personal portfolios, just kind of waiting to see if I can get some of my favorite value stocks on even bigger sale than what they are right now. So if we do get some kind of Uh, correction or bigger pullback here in the fall, then I can get these stocks even cheaper. But that means I will need a value wish list. And I do really recommend that people keep some kind of list of their favorite stocks, uh, ones that they don't own in their portfolio but want to just so you can keep track of what's happening with them. It's fairly easy to follow them on a site like StockTwits. Zax also has like a portfolio manager. You can create a portfolio on there. A lot of uh, different apps do have the same thing, including Yahoo Finance. But keep a list somewhere And kind of watch what it's doing because uh, this is good motivation for finding, you know, ever cheaper stocks out there. And on the topic of the cheapness, if we're going to find the cheap, why not find companies that also have growth? But are there any cheap companies that have growth right now everybody's expecting growth to be cut as we go along this year and into 2023 those earnings are expected to come down not go up but as i've always said there's always some companies out there that are in a bull even when everything else is in a bear and for whatever reason in their industry things are looking better not worse so, those are the stocks we need to find here in 2022 going into 2023. So, how do we find these rare creatures that have both value and also the growth? Well, we can use the all handy dandy peg ratio, right? So, what is the peg ratio? I'm sure many of you who are new to value investing have heard this term just thrown around out there. And, you know, maybe that's because. Uh, A lot of us assume you know what it is, but you may not because you're new. So what the PEG ratio is, and it literally is PEG, that's all in caps, PEG ratio, it's the company's stock price to the earnings ratio. So it's really the PE ratio, that's the price to earnings, divided by the growth rate of the earnings. So you want a low ratio for this ratio. Um, Anything under one usually indicates a company is undervalued. So we would, as value investors, like to look for a peg ratio under one. We don't want a peg ratio of like 10. That is extremely expensive and that's not where we want to go. So the peg ratio was first made famous by Benjamin Graham, the founder of value investing, as he is so widely known, the mentor and boss of Warren Buffett. And he was the first one to say, hey, maybe the P.E. ratio, which is this price to earnings, doesn't give us the full picture. And if we add a growth component to it in this thing that I'm calling a peg ratio, then we're going to get the best of both worlds. We're going to get both value. So the cheapness there plus the growth. I would think that'd be pretty rare. It usually is pretty rare. Uh, But we're going to find out, right, because we're going to screen for it. So Zaxx has a basic peg screen on its uh, more advanced, you know, predefined premium screens on Zaxx.com. But it is a basic peg screen that's on there. And what it looks for is the Zax rank, of course. Of course, we're going to add the rank in there. And it's a number one or number two. Those are the top two ranks, remember. Number one is a strong buy. Number two is the buy. Combined, it's about 800 or, you know, give or take around 800, 850 stocks. And remember what the Zax rank means if you have a high Zax rank. It only means that the analysts are raising earnings estimates. So something good is going on there. They reported earnings, maybe they raised guidance or they're saying, you know, we saw a big increase in traffic. We think third quarter is going to be really outstanding. And the analysts have to adjust their earnings estimates to match those expectations. So they raise them and that's how you get the good Zach's rank. Now, it doesn't indicate actual earnings growth. So you can have a Zach's rank of number one, but earnings are actually on the decline because it only means that the analysts are going in there and adjusting their own estimates higher, it doesn't mean that there's going to be actual growth there. So keep that in mind. But the screen does look for the growth. so, but just not through the rank. So the actual peg, Part of it is what looks for that growth. As I said, it's price to earnings, that ratio, the PE divided by the growth rate of the earnings. And for this screen, it actually looks for ratios under 0.55. And don't ask me why someone chose 0.55 when they created the screen. Why not 0.6? Why is it 0.55? I don't know. But anything under one is uh, very cheap. So I was expecting when I launched the screen that it was just going to be one and under, right? That's what I would have screened for. But no, they chose an even uh, lower PEG ratio. That's even more rare. And so they, they did it at 0.55. It also looks for the current average broker recommendation. And that means on the um, one to five period, the one to five uh, rank with one being the strong buy and five being the strong sell, and it averages them. And this screen looked for under 2.5. Remember, three is at the hold. That's the, the middle number in the rank. And so this looked for the average of the broker recommendations of under 2.5. So it's going to be higher, and that's good. It also had to be over $5. Because we really don't want to mess around with those like dollar stocks for the screen. Um, I was pretty confident we could find non, you know, non-dollar stocks with all of these uh, criteria. But um, usually the peg ratio doesn't return that many stocks. So I was a little dubious when I hit the the run button on this one and we got 50 stocks. Wow, that's a lot. And the PEG ratio isn't even the under one. I wonder what it would be if I raised it to one. I didn't try that. But um, it would be you know, a lot more stocks. So I'm glad now that it was 0.55 for the actual PEG ratio. But we still got a lot of stocks, and that would be a lot to go through. So I, of course, just picked out five. Some of the ones that I know about, they're like bigger name stocks, uh, none of them, well, maybe one of them is one you haven't really heard of before, but these are all cheap. They've got the growth. Interestingly, they all pay a dividend, so I'm liking that right now. And so, yeah, let's dive right in and see what are the five stocks out of these 50 that have uh, you know, the really low peg ratio plus the good Zax rank. So the first one we've talked about in the past, and I currently own it in the Zacks Insider Trader portfolio, and it's Albemarle, um, ticker ALB. A as in Adam, L as in Larry, B as in boy, ALB. And this is the lithium producer, and lithium prices have tripled in the last year or so. And so earnings are on the massive increase with all the lithium producers, the lithium uh, companies. And Albemarle itself has raised guidance twice this year already. Now, it does have pre-existing contracts that are locked in, but it's able to go and renegotiate those contracts. And now with lithium prices so much higher, it's renegotiating at a much higher uh, level. So. Earnings for 2022 now expected to be up 425% year over year to 2124. That's the current SACS estimate versus just 404 last year. So this is amazing earnings growth right now. Um, very few other companies are doing anything like this, like in other industries, um, given the market conditions. But that's why it's making the screen, right? And stock is still cheap. It's PE of 126 even though shares are up 16.6% year to date so they keep raising that guidance the earnings keep going up the analysts have to revise higher we get the good rank that means you know something good is going on here and then we still keep it cheap but it's got the growth and the peg ratio is just 0.39 here so we got the really low peg and low PE of just 12.6 and everything is working. That's why it made this list. Dividend is yielding 0.6% right now. So not a big dividend for Albemarle, but you get something and I'd rather have something than than nothing, right? So uh, that's the story on the lithium side and that's the first stack. Okay, then we're gonna switch over to the auto sector. I've been waiting for some of these auto-related stocks to start making some of the lists, but it's just been tough on the actual earnings growth side of the story. We have the semiconductor shortage, so there's fewer cars being sold, and that means all the companies that make components for the auto industry uh, are also in the same bind as the auto manufacturers right so if they're selling less cars we're only expected to sell less than 14 million in the United States this year that's low that's like you know the lowest in like 10 years or something um and so that impacts the uh, components manufacturers but this one has joined our list and the company is named Borg Warner ticker B. W-A, B as in boy, W as in Wendy, and A as in Adam. And they do propulsion, air management, fuel systems. They're making a big push into the EV product line now. Their EV products are charging stations, commercial vehicle battery systems, They just acquired Rhombus Energy Solutions. That's the charging business. They're big in Europe. So they're acquiring a lot of uh, European, but they're also expanding into North America. So this is going to give them a big window and push into that area. Earnings expected to be up only 2.9% here in 2022. But Part of that is because of the issues in the auto industry itself. (laughs) Um, So they are still seeing some earnings growth, but almost nothing. So just 427 expected this year versus 415 last year. But next year, expected to see up 19% to 508. And whether or not that holds, we don't know. It's too, too soon to know what might happen next year, what might happen in the global economy with the auto sector. But- we're trying to find cheap stacks, so the cheaper I can get it, the better off I am for when the rebound does come in the industry. So they have a PE right now of just 8.5. Their PEG is at 0.28, very cheap there. So we're getting the cheap, uh, we're getting the growth, very cheap. Um, dividend, they do pay one, it's yielding 1.9%. That's not too shabby. I'll take that. But the shares are down year to date down 16.7% now. And if I could get it even cheaper, I would be even more intrigued. But I like the auto sector. It's been beaten down. The uh, companies for the most part are pretty cheap. But when will it actually bottom out? Um, We don't know. But this is why I'm you know, putting some of these stocks on my wish list here. So that's Borg Warner, BWA. Then we're going to switch over to energy. I put a couple energies on here because, let's be frank, the earnings do look good. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to find any industry where things are looking good. And this one, stock number three, is Shennery Energy, ticker L as in Larry, N as in Nancy, G as in George. LNG, And with that ticker, many of you know who are in this industry that that means um, liquefied natural gas. They're one of the largest producers in the U.S. And on in the second quarter, on August 4th, they did raise full year guidance. So this is one where the analysts are having to go in after the good quarter. They had to raise those earnings estimates because uh, the company is raising. Year-to-date, these shares are up 52.8% because of the uh, big surge in natural gas prices. Everybody's buying these types of stocks. They um, are paying out a lot of their free cash flow. They have a dividend. It's yielding just 0.8%, but they are doing a big share buyback as well. So you will see the benefit of that if you're a shareholder. And they are paying down debt with a lot of the cash as well. So what's earnings expected to do up uh, 297% to $18.30 versus a loss of $9.25 last year. But next year, analysts seeing a decline of 21% on the earnings back down to $14.41. But that can change and will change because it's all about you know the underlying commodity prices and nobody has a crystal ball that's going to tell them that what that might be for next year in 2023 so these are just estimates right now and as we get closer to the end of the year that's going to uh, whip around quite a bit but again this one is dirt cheap pe of just 8.7 peg ratio is 0.14 so you are really um, getting it cheap for that earnings growth. But will the earnings growth stick around? We don't know. That That's always the question mark with the commodity stocks. So that's Shenery Energy. Probably saying that wrong, right? I think that's right, but it might be wrong. You know how it is with me and the names, right? Um, but we do know the ticker. LNG is the ticker. That's all that matters. Just the ticker. Okay, stock number four. Taiwan Semiconductor. Yes, we managed to get a semiconductor on here with a good ZAX rank. That's intriguing, right? Ticker TSM is the ticker for a Taiwan Semi. T is in Tom, S is in Sam, M as in Mary. And what's happening here? So earnings are expected to be up this year in 2022, up 53% to $6.30 versus $4.12 last year. But, it's really challenging looking ahead in 2023 up just 3.5% to $6 and 52 cents. So year to date, these shares are down 34% as most of the semis have sold off here. It's creating, you know, a cheaper stack and maybe a buying opportunity here. PE is now 12.7 and the peg ratio is 0.53. So it just got in under our 0.55 limit there, but, Still dirt cheap because usually one is uh, indicates a value stack. So this is at 0.53. It does pay a dividend, so we are getting something for our pain here as the shares have declined. Dividend is yielding two point three percent, which is not too bad. It's not too shabby here. Uh, but when or has this one bottomed? We don't know. It uh, you know is in this challenging industry right here. Semiconductors are cyclical. So as the global economy slows, the semis usually do as well. That's why we're only seeing the earnings growth of 3.5% so far for 2023. But again, that will change on every earnings call. And as more uh, as we get closer to 2023, that's all going to change. But still interesting, again, to keep on your wish list, right? Taiwan semi, ticker TSM. Then we're going to wrap it up with another energy because I can't resist just the big oils, just sticking with the basics here. ExxonMobil made the list, ticker XOM. It has a peg ratio of just 0.3. PE now is just 75 because those earnings are skyrocketing here in 2022, up 135% to $12.69 versus $5.38 last year. But as we've seen with some of the others, it's expected to decline 18.3% next year to $10.37. But 10.37 is, you know, nearly double what it did in 2021. So that's not too shabby still. <laughs> they can easily pay their dividend, which is still yielding the big yield of 3.7% here. These shares have really rallied this year up 53.3%. But as the oil prices come down or even the natural gas prices, these shares will weaken and come down a bit more. So that's why these two need to go on your wish list if you're interested in the energy stocks. Because if we see crude go below 80 or certainly below 70, Um, Anytime this year, these stocks are going to get hammered down again, and that's a good time to add to your position or to start a new position, especially again uh, with some of these that are paying the nicer, bigger dividend yields, which will rise as those shares decline as well. So keep that in mind with big oil stocks like ExxonMobil, ticker XOM. And so those are five that are Rather intriguing, you know, some names you wouldn't have thought you could get this cheap in the past and also intriguing that they do have the good Zach's rank here. So also that they all pay dividends. So we're getting something for our patients, even if it's just 0.6% like Albemarle, at least it's something it's, it's the money coming back to us. So I've never wanted to turn it down, even if it's just a couple dollars, right? Who, Who can turn that down? So, this isn't a bad wish list. There were 45 other stocks on the list, which is incredible. So, there are plenty of cheap stocks out there, but look for quality. Look for the earnings growth. Get that dividend. Why not? You you can ask for it all in this market. You can get cheapness, you can get the growth. You can get the good Zach's rank, and you can get a dividend. Look for companies with good management who can navigate these economic conditions. Because I don't think you know many of us think it's going to be smooth sailing going forward as the Fed continues to tighten and as the inflation uh, is coming down. But still, is a long way to go. There's a lot going on in the global economy. We still have zero COVID lockdowns in China. There is uh, energy crises happening in multiple parts of the world now. There's... You know, the Ukraine war still going on. So there's a lot to navigate out there. And so my advice for value investors, because there are so many value stocks out there, is the advice of John Blank, our chief equity strategist here at SACS, which is always don't be a genius. You don't have to be right now. I just gave you five stocks that, you know, are fairly well known, maybe except for Albemarle. But the rest have been around a while, and so you don't have to be a genius when you're trying to just find the cheap stocks with these good other criteria. So keep that in mind um, because there's there's a lot that's going to go on this fall into the end of the year. But let me recap those stocks again. The ones, if you're like, yeah, maybe I should go take a look or see what else is going on with some of these companies. So there was Albemarle ticker ALB. There was Borg Warner ticker BWA. B as in boy W A. Then there was Chenery Energy. That's the liquefied natural gas LNG is the ticker. Taiwan Semiconductor TSM. T is in Tom, S is in Sam, M is in Mary. And then ExxonMobil, they've been around a long time, over 100 years now. XOM is the ticker there. So, as always, you want to be sure to subscribe so you get all the value investor podcasts because there is a lot of value out there. I know I say that every week, but there really is. And so there's a lot going on. And if we see another pullback here in the uh, fall period here in 2022, there will be even cheaper deals out there. And I'm going to try to find them all for you. So you want to be sure to subscribe, get us on Apple Podcasts, get us on Spotify, get us on Amazon Music or on SoundCloud with the Zach's Market Edge. That's the other podcast I do every week. So there's a lot of stocks among the Zach's Market Edge and the Value Investor Podcast. Be sure to get on both. And I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks.